the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jesus said, don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. and Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God, and He will give you everything you need. This is a broadcast outreach called Study Verse by Verse, and we're talking about money, or at least Pastor Leighton Sheely, our teacher, is talking about money. It's part of a series he's called The Art of Living, and it's available on our website if you've missed any of the previous broadcasts at studyversebyverse.com. As a way of illustrating all of his points, he's going through the relationship between Zacchaeus, a tax collector, and Jesus. With the wrap-up to this message, here's Pastor Layton. He had experienced a generosity from Jesus. When we experience a generosity from Jesus, it changes us. We become generous people. That's one of the characteristics of being a true Christian, is to be generous. Why? Because God has been so generous to us. Christ had chosen Him had been charitable to him, and so he wanted to be charitable to others, and perhaps particularly to those he may have contributed in some way to making poor. And so his first promise was to lavishly and generously provide for them. And then, and then the second promise is, is related to restitution. And again, he went far above what is legally required from the law of Moses. Only in a, an exceptional case that's recorded for us in Exodus 22.1 was a fourfold restitution required. If the, vol- if the confession was voluntary and the restitution was voluntary, all the person was required to do was return the value of the original item plus 20%. But again, Zacchaeus went far and above beyond what the law required because he was a changed man. What he did showed that he was a changed man. Making proper restitution uh, is an evidence of a changed heart. And what Zacchaeus did was give evidence that his heart had been changed. You know, if you want to be wealthy, giving your money away isn't a way of accomplishing that. And that's what Zacchaeus did because he was a changed man. Money that had been his God and his idol became nothing more than a way of glorifying the true God and blessing others. He had found a new treasure, and that was in his relationship with Jesus Christ. And he was following Christ's example. The Apostle Paul wrote for us in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, for your benefit, he became poor, so that by his poverty... He could make you rich. Have you meditated on what Jesus has done for you, for us? Though he was rich, he was 
on the throne, in the throne room of heaven. How do you measure the wealth of heaven's throne room? He who was rich became poor. He didn't go from one palace in heaven to a palace on earth. He was born to poor peasants named Joseph and Mary. He who was rich became poor so that we who were poor could become rich. If he had held on to the infinite wealth that was his in heaven, then we would have died in our spiritual poverty. But because he chose to die poor, we can have our sins forgiven and be adopted into the family of God and become joint heirs with Jesus. We are rich because Jesus Christ chose to become poor. Jesus replaced money as Zacchaeus' Savior and Lord. He was a changed man. Verse 9, Jesus said to him today, Salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Salvation, nothing less, had come this day. A great spiritual miracle had taken place. The great shepherd who came to seek and to save what was lost had found his sheep. Now, it's important for us to understand that salvation did not come as the result of Zacchaeus' generosity, but rather that Zacchaeus' sudden generosity was produced by salvation. Ephesians 2, 8, and 10 is very clear about the relationship between salvation and good works. God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. Again, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. And He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. And Jesus said, salvation has become because this man too is a son of Abraham. And we said that he wasn't talking solely about him being a physical descendant of Abraham, but a spiritual son of Abraham. The apostle Paul wrote in Romans 4, 2, and 3, the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. That's why we call Abraham the father of the faith. He was the first And when we follow his example, we become uh, children of Abraham by faith. You know, one of the fundamental transformations that should take place in the hearts and the minds of every person who comes to Christ and calls themselves a Christian is the fact that this world is passing away with all of its toys and all of its treasures. And the next world is the world that is home for believers. That in this world, we are nothing more than stewards of whatever God has given us. And that if we're good stewards, that he will reward us in the life that is to come. Jesus said, don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink and 
Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. They do- it dominates the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek first the kingdom of God, and He will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for the, it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Now sell your possessions and give to those in need, and, and this will store up treasures for you in heaven. And the persons of heaven never get old and, or never develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it. No moth can destroy it. And whatever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. The words of Jesus. No man can serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. You need to make a choice. Are you going to choose to follow the example of the rich ruler? Or are you going to choose to follow the example of Zacchaeus? You see, the issue really isn't the wealth. Some of the most godly men written about in Scripture were incredibly wealthy. Uh, Take, for instance, Abraham. Abraham was incredibly wealthy. He could have not only built a mansion, he could have built a whole city. But he chose instead to live in tents. Why? As Hebrews 11 describes it, he was looking forward to be a citizen of a city whose designer and builder was God. And that's why he lived in tents. Because as far as he was concerned, he was just passing through this world. He was looking forward to being a citizen of heaven. That city whose designer and builder is God. Or, how about Moses? Moses, an adopted son of a daughter of Pharaoh in Egypt, the most powerful and wealthy empire on the face of the earth. And yet, he chose the path of God. Or King David. He was wealthy, but his heart wasn't towards this world. He had a heart after God's own heart. So you see, and these are just a few examples, some of the wealthiest believers in history were incredibly wealthy, but what made the difference is they never allowed their wealth to get between them and God. It was God first. And they used whatever wealth God had given them as a way of glorifying God and blessing others. And that's the key difference. That needs to be the key difference with us as well. God first. God first. We need to make a choice. God first. Lord, we're so very thankful for your word and that you address these really practical and important matters because of what you have done for us. What ought we do for you? 
Lord, we do want to live lives that glorify you. And some of us here today may not have even been aware that we have allowed an idol to get between us and you. Lord, help us to see clearly and decide wisely and to bring honor and glory to you in all we think, say, and do. This we pray in Jesus' name. And all of the congregation said, Amen. You're listening to Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And I'm Mike Trout. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. The church is on the web at highlands.us. I mention that especially because it's Friday and you might want to know where the campus is and also when the service times are. Uh, They start on Saturday night and then again on Sunday morning, of course, and they begin early on Sunday morning and then another service on Sunday evening. All those details are on the web at highlands.us. Now, this particular ministry, Study Verse by Verse, is on the web at studyversebyverse.com. You can contribute to the ministry. You can share with us the fact that you listen to this program, and you can also download past broadcasts. It's all right there on the website. Have a great weekend, and join us again at this same time on Monday when we'll open the Word of God and study verse by verse.